Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. Yeah, welcome in to another edition of Libservative, the show of intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffin. Corey looks like he's really into whatever that bourbon is in his glass there. I'm proud of you, sir. <laughs> it's a it's a local locally made from Traverse City bourbon. Compliments from Bell. Mm, oh, and Bell's here too. For you. <laughs> Bell the body snatcher. Oh, they're over uh, Corey. What a, what a, I, I don't know if you have your camera uh, mirrored, so I don't know if that's your left shoulder or your right shoulder that you're. That he's right. It's my right shoulder. Like you had to think about it for a second. It's about <laughs> as right as our show, Dad. That's what all the liberals <laughs> claim we are. We are going to have a nice deep discussion about medicine and the politic. Pol- I can't. I still can't say the word politic. Politicization of medicine which actually is something that we decided like literally five minutes before we started the show we were going to go a completely different direction sometimes uh, things beautiful just march evening fucking happen on the fly i guess but before we do we gotta have some fun Corey, what are you drinking what are you consuming in the cultural sphere so bell came over here with the intention of getting me drunk apparently because he brought me some traverse city whiskey yes. and i have some uh some girls sh- check that out with the cap I'm about to pop it you oh my god i forget tent. how i forgot how to do this no you got it here you want me to show you oh jesus christ yeah here do this show must keep going it's like it's like, <laughs> it's, like um, it's like legitimate italian olive oil is what that is what that is the same mm-hmm. same type of bottle shows you about i'm about as fancy as a clip on tie huh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is good. I'm yeah. drinking some gross. I know that's what I'm saying, but I didn't know how to open it. <laughs> that's why I said I'm about as fancy as a clip on time. I've been listening to um, Wingnut Dishwashers Union. I found them today, actually, and it's this anarchist full group. This is what I've been consuming, by the way. Uh, it's like this anarchist like punk rock band. And like, I shit you not, name of one of their songs is Fuck the Police. Or wait, 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 let me find the name of this song, actually. It's fuck every cop, whoever, whoever did his job. <laughs> and then, like, they're just this super anarchist group. <laughs> and I was sitting here listening to them, you know, rocking out while I got, did my show prep or whatever. Um, and then I've been listening to City of the Rails. It's this podcast that's talking about just, like, the whole counterculture of, the, of like, the hobos and stuff who travel the whole country on the rails. And I'll tell you what, I'm completely infatuated with the whole culture of it. And if I ever just disappear, just know that I'm sitting in a boxcar somewhere with a jug of wine, just enjoying my best life. Corey, were you that guy in high school that tried to put everybody on to like the obscure indie band just to be the outsider? Absolutely. You were that guy, weren't you? 
Oh yeah, because yeah, it sounds like it with the yeah. shit you can He's do. Like, oh, I listened. I wrestled a bear once today, guys. Oh, do you ever hear a cartel? Oh, like check this out. This is Motion City soundtrack. Yeah, I was huge into the whole punk scene. Can confirm. All <laughs> <laughs> emo or not emo, but scene and shit. Trying to hit, hit up the scene chicks. It's like, oh, you, you, oh, you listen to Ja Rule, you fucking loser. Oh no, we listened to plenty of uh, rap and stuff too. But it was always like. Uh, Oh fuck! What's his name? Who's who did the whistle song? Uh, I don't like, remember. <laughs> that, song, that wasn't uh, Yang Yang. That was uh. Oh, the I know Yang this, Yang was no, the whisper song. I know the song. I just I couldn't tell you who did it. Yeah. Anyways, I I did I liked rap I liked rap back then. You know I remember it's funny I remember being in high school and oh, everybody man. being at a party full of like forty white people. And everybody rapping the words to uh, the Lil Wayne song. Um, oh, fuck. Now I can't remember the name of the song. But I'm a ride with my motherfucking, you know, N-word. And obviously I'm an adult now, so I'm not going to say it. But when we were all in high school, there was... The sky's the limit, Yeah, buddy. sky's the limit. Yeah, you know what's I'm going to I'm an adult now, so I'm not going to use the N-word. <laughs> And now I'm cultured and realize that saying that could ruin my entire life. But 17-year-old drunk Corey on Mohawk <laughs> thought that it was fun to say with 40 other people because we fucking love that song. Because it's actually... A pint, of, a pint of Mohawk and four Natty Lights. You ever heard that song, Sky's the Limit by Lil Wayne? I'm sure I have. I promise you would probably have you saying the N-word today. <laughs> by myself. <laughs> you were rapping to it in your car. Yeah, I mean, who knows with uh, with the uh, with Alexa and Siri and the FBI listening? I better watch what I say. No, we're already uh, yeah. marked as extremists, so it's cool. Yeah, and we're also fascist bigots. So who gives a shit? We're both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> we're both depending on who doesn't like us. Own it exactly. That's what we love about it. Uh, yeah. So, any yeah, anything else? Anything besides your obscure music that I'll never listen to? Uh, listen to City of the Rails, yo. That's uh, it's gonna make you want to just pop on some Merle Haggard and hop on a train and disappear. You know, it's so, funny. It's like one of these days, one of these bands are gonna reach out to us and be like, "I'd really like to come on your show," and but I, I was gonna come on your show, but Dan shit on us. So I'm yeah. Dan said the N word. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like I don't know, I don't know what it is about this infatuation, like this romance I have with the idea of just literally just throwing it all away and not giving a fuck, and just the silliest thing about it is like we we are we are like the YouTube show slash podcast <laughs> version podcast version of the type of music that you listen to, and I just sit here and shit on it like it doesn't matter. <laughs> you have a scare alternative. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, anything else for us? <clears throat> I started Chris Rock's special last night, and uh, I know that it, it's pointless for me to mute it because it comes through Bell's microphone. Uh, I no, started I didn't Chris hear it. You're good. Oh, I, uh, I started Chris Rock's uh, stand up last night but had to go to bed because it was getting late way to steal my thunder because that is what i was well i ain't got shit to say about it because i was half asleep i started watching this i don't really remember anything you said you might as well finish it how did you finish Uh, it i played on it i just do this fucking podcast (laughs) (laughs) that is what i was consuming in the uh cultural sphere 
uh, was uh, Chris Rock's stand-up special. And my favorite thing about it is, and I don't know why this is the first thing that comes to mind, is how the uh, uh, sort of more um, right-wing publications, particularly the Daily Wire, I've noticed, are like claiming Chris Rock as like this this new darling of conservatism because he shit on wokeness and he did uh, during that special, but they just, they completely leave out the fact that he also made a, a joke about white people think white men thinking they're going to lose the country and like making fun of January 6th. They just leave oh, that yeah, part yeah, yeah. right well, out of everything that they say. Assaulting white men. Did you miss that? Uh, who is, who is assaulting white men? Where you, no, the joke where he's talking about assaulting white men or rewarding somebody for assaulting white men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get, was, leave that part out. Yes. I thought it was funny. I just want to make that clear. I thought that was funny as shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't talk about that on Ben Shapiro's show. No, it, was, it was funny. I don't think it was Chris Rock's best work ever, uh, but I think for the, 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 the day and times, it, 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 it fit. He got some things wrong. He had a, a very... Um, a, a, a very mainstream Democrats take on the Ukraine situation, which, which is one thing, but I, I don't give a shit because he's a comedian, right? Like there, it's I was okay just going to say, like, you know what? That wrong. doesn't matter. Dan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just someone's personal opinion. Cause he's a comedian and it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole point. Yeah. It's when, well, you know, he, he, he did a really good job of towing that line between, cause you know how there have been like certain comedians in the last, I don't know, basically since Trump got elected, that have been very, uh, they've, they haven't done a very good uh, job of towing the line between getting themselves into politics and just being fucking comedians. I think, yeah, I think Chris Rock did a good job of that in that, in, in this special, he did a good job of like touching on the political stuff, but not like pretending like he's an expert. You know what I mean? Now, you know, he's cultured though. Mm. He's definitely cultured. Yeah, and he you know, called out Will and Jada. That was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, see, I got to get to that part. It's, it's at the very end. It's at the very end. Very end is it's worth the wait. Yes. He goes. That's probably why everyone, everyone went to his show. Fuck. And then you know what? I, you know what I'm not consuming, Dan. What's that? Is uh, right before the show, my wife knocks on the studio door and tells me and Belle that she ordered pizza. And there's some badass <laughs> pizza sitting out there. <laughs> And I'm just gonna be sitting here thinking about that this whole goddamn show. Without no, why don't you it? say it? Why don't yeah? You can't sponsor it. Why don't Corey? Why oh, don't you say it like you said it to me? Decided to order some pizza <laughs> right before we decided <laughs> to start recording. My like, fucking wife decided to order some pizza out of spite. Like she was in the window just <laughs> eating it and laughing at me and giving me the finger. And I'm just sitting here stuck with <laughs> she, liquor and beer. She literally. She literally just went outside to the window right across from your eyes and just started licking uh, the bottom of the pizza. Intentionally, she waited until I stepped into this studio. Just started good. licking that. Just this started. Why I'm gonna end up on a train, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> just started licking that pizza's undercarriage, going, "This is what you're gonna do to me tonight." <laughs> Whoa! Thumbs up. Yeah, I gave it. Might go out. You might go out. No, yeah. I like anyway. You. Chris Rock special, check it out, uh, and then please go make fun of Ben Shapiro and uh, uh, 
all the other right wing pundits who are like now claiming Chris Rock as a so sort of conservative darling. It's yeah. kind of funny because like they're they're cherry picking all the stuff out, right? If there were all mm-hmm. these old conservatives, they'd be like, hmm, well, maybe I'll I'll watch that nice black fellow. <laughs> and they're gonna watch it and they're gonna like, this isn't what Ben Shapiro said it was at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> and that that's that's what's so funny right the 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 cherry picking that that both sides of the cultural debate tend to do all the time uh the right you know what's funny is that the rights traditionally at least in the last few years been much better at doing that where they like they basically just take the outcasts of the left and just claim them as their own we've talked about this multiple times and this is not that this is not what that is although I do have this understanding that on black Twitter, which I am not a ranking member, of course, uh, apparently uh, that Chris Rock is seen as a comedian that like, quote unquote, white people like. So they're more on uh, Will and Jada's side. I don't know if there's any truth to that. It's just just something I've heard rumored about. Anybody know anybody on black Twitter? I've been trying to find this app for black Twitter for years. And I just I know, man, it's crazy. I I don't know where it is from what I've seen. Myself personally, it's either people from the left either love it or they hate it. They're either really big Will Smith fans because they were Will Smith fans growing up and it was just a bias towards Will Smith or the opposite towards Chris Rock. But it's pretty much 50 50 and nobody's cherry picking anything. And like I said, it's either they're all in or they're all out because they're Will Smith fans or they're Chris Rock fans. And that's basically what it boils down to. So, in other words, Bell is our spy for Black Twitter because we're bigots and racists, so we're not allowed on Black Twitter. So, Bell hasn't <laughs> hasn't been taken yeah. into that demonization yet. So he's still he's still allowed. Yes, I'm not a spy though. I didn't I didn't mean for that to be awkward. Shh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, how I about, would say uh, that. Speaking of, speaking of Daily Wire, uh, you guys see how they're mad about Black Tinkerbell? Just real quick, this is aren't they more mad Tinkerbell. about uh, chocolate? They are. We'll get to that in a second. But I wanted to make it known that I was, you know, just joking about the racist and bigot thing because uh, we had this discussion when the Little Mermaid. Remember, remember when, remember when, like right-wing Twitter and, and like the daily wire and, and uh, Glenn Beck and all those people were, were pitching a bitch about the fact that the, the little mermaid was going to be black. Remember that a little bit? Yeah. Now, apparently, I know, I know it was a uh, big deal to them, but to me it was like fucking kick rocks, dude. D- Disney <laughs> apparently is Disney is, is apparently uh, casting Tinkerbell as a, as, as black as well. And, and Corey, I know you're with me on this. I look at this and I go, I don't give a fuck what race a fictional character is. <laughs> yeah, not, and that's just not just a fictional character, but a fictional character that is an imaginary creature, like a mermaid or a fairy or pixie or whatever the hell Tinkerbell's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fucking just, matter what color they are. Just hire the best actor <laughs> or they, actress. Because this isn't historically accurate. There's no such thing as a black pixie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if Tinkerbell turns out to be not only black but also a lesbian? And then what if they're 
what instead of being a lesbian, what if what if she's like trans? She's actually she's the first lady pixie with a dick. Then they're really gonna lose their shit. You'd probably see Ben Shapiro's caterpillar eyebrows just fucking flutter. No, the first thing you would see is a tweet from Matt Walsh that says, They're coming yes. for your children. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming for your children by <laughs> making these fucking imaginary creatures uh, <laughs> a little bit more I don't know, I want to use the word inclusive, but yeah, inclusive, I, mean, I is guess. There, is there is there is there a, a point to be made that it maybe it does maybe it feels a little forced? Like, is there a point to be made in that realm? It, it does, but again, I don't give a shit about things like that. I really don't either. I really like the don't first one was when was was the uh, the possibility of, of Idris Elba playing James Bond again, a fictional character, but it's a little bit different because James Bond is not a cartoon, which is even more fucking ridiculous when it's a cartoon. Is Idris Elba uh, playing 007? I don't know if that actually went through, but remember when that was rumored that because like, he would play next, a badass Double O Seven. The next James Bond was going to be uh, was going to be black, or the next James Bond was going to be a female. Remember that? You don't uh, remember that? It's okay. No, I don't. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up, Frank? That's why I say hi to Frank. And I did not see the it's city. Just... I did not see the state of the city last night. I'm hoping that most of our listeners are going, what fucking city are you talking about? <laughs> We're from the city of Sterling Heights. But no, Frank, I didn't mm. see him. Kind of wondering too. Um, what next we got in the docket, Dan? Uh, do you want to make fun of the Jeremy. Daily Wire for their chocolates? Oh, yeah, we could definitely do that. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't normally like to pick on one publication, but the Daily Wire this week just made it really fucking easy. Maybe next week it'll be the New York Times. I do want to make fun of the Washington Post as well. Uh, but the Daily Wire is now apparently grifting off of fucking $12 chocolate bars. Or what, what was it, Bell? Like seven bucks? Seven, seven bucks for, for seven bucks for Jeremy's chocolates because apparently Hershey's went woke. And now... And now the Daily Wire's got to release their own chocolates to, you know, stick it to a multi-billion dollar company as if nobody's going to go buy their chocolates anymore. And I don't know how. Like, you got to believe that even conservatives know this is a grift, but they just need to make themselves feel better. Well, if I buy this chocolate, I'm sticking it to the Wokies. That's not how this works, dude. <laughs> It, it's insane. Like, yeah, and then like the prices. Uh, Bell brought them up in our pre-show the other day. Uh, it's like twenty-five bucks for four bars. Oh, he meant yes. he meant uh, 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 Frank meant city of Detroit. By the way, I just I just had to throw that out there. I didn't even realize the state of the city of Detroit was last night. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't watch. Sorry, it. We're, we're too we're too busy focusing on chocolate bars to pay attention to uh, the city of Detroit. Here's a point though. The city of Detroit, uh, they're doing okay. They're doing better than most inner cities. It's probably the summation of what that, uh, yeah. yeah. Cause it's, 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 it's still, it's one of the only, it's like Detroit and Miami are the two only like inner cities who have like a decrease in crime. Is that because everybody's leaving? <laughs> Still leaving? No, you know, it's it's probably a little taste of fascism and a little taste of everyone leaving because I say fascism because they do the uh, that facial recognition thing with Project Greenlight and 
they have the uh, the shot spotter to where like if the shot goes off in the city, it, there's like sensors that qu- triangulate where the shot happens. So if any black person has to be walk happens to be walking down that street, they assume it's him. When the shot goes off, yeah, yeah. Me, so like, there's a lot of negative connotations to that stuff, but at the same time, overall, the crime in the city is going down. But it also, you could also attribute that to the fact that the the chief of police told everyone to get a gun because it's your constitutional right. There's a lot of factors. It's so Detroit's like weird. It's not. It's Detroit not is a, weird. That's never yeah, been the case. It's not this cookie cutter thing it's like Mayor Lightfoot. Yeah, I know, it's a but good it's, old American Wild West city. Yeah, it's not. It's not a, a cookie cutter scenario like every other major inner city. That is just taking guns from everyone and then removing bales and stuff like that. Detroit's a little bit different. And I'm assuming I don't. So I don't know much about Miami, but I'm assuming it's something kind of similar going on there. Like the chief of police from here was about to run for, uh, run for uh, uh, governor, but it didn't go very far. <laughs> oh. uh, and so he said the mayor is fixing it up and pouring big bucks into it. And so he uh, that's true, but there's a lot of pushback from people who live in the neighborhoods because a lot of that money is going to the inner city. It's always it's always like, been downtown. it's the same. It's always been this. This always been the same problem with Detroit. On paper, it's always been the same problem with because that's where the money revenue is to make money to put it into the neighborhoods. Sure, but yeah, is but that happening? There's, is there's that always, happening? There's is al- the question? Is that really happening? Because it's not. There's really always childhood. there's always been there's always been the you know the the kind of trickle down economics argument of the way the city of Detroit is run. Which is oh okay if we if we pour a bunch of money into downtown it'll it'll eventually trickle out into the neighborhood and that's just that's just never what fucking happens it, at at the end of the day you get the city of Detroit paying for you know uh, I don't even know what the percentage is but like at half of Little Caesars Arena to get more white people from the suburbs to come down and watch hockey games like that's, that's not money. that's not helping that's not helping the yeah dude that's not what what the, is the the, uh, the tax incentives LCA got. I don't know, but it was that, at but the same time. It, it's though, not I just mean, LCA. We did bring it's the not just LCA. It's 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 every stadium LCA, that's Ford ever been Field, built, America, in yeah. every city. Yeah, I mean it's all that. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, this it's, idea, it's, this uh, idea that building up downtown is somehow helping the neighborhoods, like that's been the argument for fucking since I was a kid, and it's just never been the case. This you know never, the case it's is? never worked out that way. They use taxpayer dollars to build these big ass arenas oh it's gonna bring you guys money it's gonna bring you guys money but the taxpayers never see a dime of that money and then the owners never pay for the arenas that's what happened with lca the promise was that the illich family was going to use taxpayer money to build lca and then they were going to build affordable housing right Mm -hmm. and all their properties they got all this property they're going to build affordable housing for the people of detroit they have not bro- broke ground on one project. Nope. It's just condos that are $200,000, right. $300,000. And you know what frustrates me about that yeah. is fucking Joe Lewis Arena. Now, this is going on a little tangent, like a local tangent about our city. People who don't live here don't really understand this. But Joe Lewis Arena, there wasn't if you a live bad... in an inner city, If you live near a big city, you can understand what we're going through. Right. But Joe Lewis Arena, like, uniquely, there wasn't a 
bad goddamn seat in that house because the steps were so steep that like everyone was just on top of the arena. And tickets for a a, a, a Detroit uh, Red Wings game when they were fucking going to the playoffs every year was probably like what 40, 50 bucks. And Ooh, then, yeah, up in the nosebleeds, maybe. Yeah, up in the nosebleeds. But then they go and put it in LCA where the seating isn't nearly as good, but the audio is better. And now those same tickets are like 70, 80 bucks. But the seat's a little bit more cushy, and which you don't give host. a fuck about because you're going to see a yeah. sports game to get and drunk with your boys. More things. Joe Lewis yeah, never it, hosted uh, like concerts or anything like that. LCA no, they did. does now. No, they did. That's they did, not true. They did. We went and saw birthday. They did, but it, they, they, they did, but it sounded like shit. Right. <laughs> the acoustics so nobody, were terrible. They went there. You got yeah. Kid Rock still going to Pine Knob and all these people still going to Pine Knob. They weren't going to Joe Lewis. Hey, you keep your hands off Pine Knob. I have a special place in my heart for that. No, I'm not shitting on Pine Knob. I love Pine Knob. <laughs> they went to Pine Knob you because sh- it was better. You shut your whore mouth when Pine Knob is talking to you. Yeah. It's not DTE. <laughs> Fuck DTE. It's Pine Knob. Oh. Well, they, they, they just changed it. Yeah, they just changed it back, right? Yeah, they did. It's, yes, they it's did. Pine Knob again. Yeah. Yeah, it's Pine Knob again. Beautiful. Anyway. Well, now that all of our listeners outside of Metro Detroit <laughs> have no idea. We've gotten ourselves on, a fun, on a, a fun little tangent here. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, everybody's listening to this guy. I thought you guys were going to talk about like medicine and politics. Anyway, uh, here we go. So we've heard this story on, uh, multiple through multiple publications multiple cable news networks of these four american citizens that were from i believe south carolina that uh were kidnapped in mexico two of them were killed two of them uh have been recovered and not only just like in mexico but like two miles from the border which is uh an interesting little caveat and from what I'm, I'm able to understand, Bell's pulled up a whole bunch of shit that I don't think I'm gonna be able to get to all of it. But, uh, but we appreciate his hard work anyway. Uh, that these folks were kidnapped by supposed cartel members. I don't think we're ever gonna know at this point because that would be in uh, a revelation that a lot of people wouldn't want to get out. Uh, and mistaken for drug runners, Bell. Is that what is that what I'm to understand? Is that what they were mistaken for? All right. Here's the story from start to finish. Okay, so here we go. Supposedly, what had happened was these four people went down to Mexico for an elective surgery, some cosmetic surgery. But there's a lot of things that are classified as cosmetic surgery that are really aren't. As Dan mm-hmm. brought up to us earlier, dentistry, and yep. I mean skin we grafts, some point, burns, skin grafts, and stuff people like that. that got burned that want procedures done. That's fine. They go to Mexico because it's 75 to 80% cheaper. And they went down there and they were mistaken for Haitian drug runners, apparently, by the cartel, supposed cartel members. And then they were kidnapped. Two of them died. And then two of them were recovered and brought back. So the point that Bell brings up here is the. Uh, cosmetic surgery part of this, right? So these folks went down and they weren't all having cosmetic surgery, but I think it was, it was a group of four. I think one of them was having uh, a cosmetic surgery and, but that's all you see in any publication, right? Is that it's, they went down for cosmetic surgery. First, they reported it as medicine or a medical procedure. Now it's been narrowed down to cosmetic surgery. I don't know what to believe. I don't know who to believe, but here's, here's what, 
the case is. First of all, if if it was truly cosmetic surgery, it could have been dental because we know that uh, dental insurance in the United States is trash for just about everyone. Uh, no matter who your healthcare provider is or how rich you are, your dental insurance generally sucks ass. Uh, so it, if it was that, plus. but like, it's just, it's just so vague, right? The, the phrase cosmetic surgery. And cause when you say cosmetic surgery, it sounds like, oh, they, they just went down, they went down there to have a facelift or they went down there to have some Botox, you know, or a butt well, lift or whatever the fuck it is. It's less cosmetic surgery. And they stopped using that term, and it's more elective pr- procedure. Elect. Okay, now it's elective procedure. Elective so all you have to do, all you have to do is keep pushing. All you have to do is keep pushing the terminology down to a, a less severe area. I think it's a In more severe, to- so you can pump the numbers up. I mean, you look right now. Any any publication you got, New York Post right wing, and then you got New York Times, and you got BBC. Everyone has the same number. 1.2 million Americans are going to Mexico, just to Mexico, for elective procedures every year. Right. And so, but the reason they use the terminology elective procedure is because yeah. it makes it it makes it sound less severe that they would have to go there, is what is what is what I'm getting at. Right. So so what you can do is you can spin the story how we've seen the mainstream media spinning the story. If you're conservative, it's like, look at how evil these fucking Mexicans are. This is why we don't want them coming into our country. Two miles over the border, they're murdering Americans, right? So that's how the, that's how the conservatives spin it. And then you have the left spinning it in a way of like, uh, see, this is uh, this is just a, this is just a, a procedure that they wanted to go get, and they couldn't come back because they were murdered in a dangerous area. And and it's just you you can't. To me, you can't. Been so many ways. Yeah, you can't. You can't overstress the, the bottom, the bottom line of the story, which is people are leaving certain healthcare systems to get procedures done. That's the way I see this story, and that's whether whether you're a left wing publication or a right wing publication, nobody's reporting it that way. And no one's asking why? the question why they have to go. Why they have to cross a border into a country that's a little bit more destabilized than most first world countries? Is it an anti-capitalist story or is it an anti, you know, shitty healthcare system story? I think it's probably a little bit of both. (laughs) I look, I I look, I look at this and I go. this story made, I think, all three of us kind of dig into the medical tourism side of things. And it's not just an American problem, right? Like, there are people that leave Canada for medical tourism because they can't get a procedure done for six an months. Elect- what would be considered an elective surgery? Especially if it's an, a quote-unquote elective surgery. Right. So, yeah, but, but think replaced. about, think about what, so an elective surgery would also, so, you know, we didn't even mention this, but an elective surgery could also be considered a hip replacement, um, a, a surgery to remove a bone spur. You know, those are also considered elective surgeries. Yeah. And elective surgery could essentially be anything that's not life threatening. 
Okay, I'm glad you said that because that's I was almost about to cut you off and say that same goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I mean, seriously, like if I broke my if I if I dislocated my elbow and a doctor said, Well, in order for you to have full function of your elbow again, you're gonna have to have surgery. That's technically an elective surgery, but I also if I don't get it, I'm not gonna have full use of my elbow ever again. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's not any way a human being should have to live. No, you're absolutely right. So the term elective surgery, it, it, it sounds benign, doesn't it? That's how you can spin the story to make it seem like, hey, the fact that Mexicans are bad, evil people, if you're a right wing publication, you, you can tell that story instead. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, because you know, have you seen all the. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll go. I was going to say 14 <laughs> million people globally <laughs> travel every year for. Um, you know, medical tourism for elective surgery globally. Fourteen million people just to get some tits, Dan. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, and that's the thing is like when you think about globally and how different everybody's healthcare systems are, you know, and about how the United States, their our healthcare system is great in certain ways in that we have, you know, the cutting edge of most medicine, but it's fucking expensive, right? So there's the downside. We have great we have great medical care, but it's super fucking expensive. Then you have places that have a more socialized med- medical system where it's easier and cheaper to get care, but the medical system just isn't quite as good. You know, so yeah, it's this, not that this, it's this, not this idea that everybody thinks time. Yeah, the, the idea that everybody thinks that like this like this complete free market uh, medical system is the way to go or this completely socialized medical system is the way to go they both have downsides and they both have people that that need to uh, uh, clearly leave their countries to get the treatment that they need based on their all circumstances right. all right chill out tom Saul. like Wait, what <laughs> uh tom Saul. <laughs> he says uh there's no solutions only trade-offs Oh yeah! Oh, oh thomas soul yeah thomas <laughs> like, who the soul fuck, who the, who the fuck are you talking about tom soul. <laughs> I mean, there's some truth to that, though, right? Because because no, I think that's is. I think that's the biggest that's the biggest issue we have with most issues in our society is like everybody thinks they have the answer. Everybody thinks they have the perfect fucking solution to everything, and that's what that's what gets us into these ideological fucking silos. Because you're not you're not willing to see the nobody's ever willing to see the trade off. I think this is a perfect. I think medical tourism, which is something that I don't feel like anybody's talking about. We weren't talking about it until this story came out, and we 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 and we haven't even done we haven't even scratched the surface on this topic, and even we can see how this fits into political silos. Yeah. Really, you can Google right now. Person pulls tooth, and you will find tons of videos of people from everywhere, everywhere in the it's world, medical, right? You're, if medical, you know, if medical coverage is so good here or there, why are people pulling their own teeth? I work I've with a guy. Understood. Exactly why. I work with a guy who's come in. I've worked. I work with a guy who's coming to work, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I, just, I fucking pulled that bitch out yesterday." What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, are you Dude, kidding I, me? I have never understood why the fuck dentistry is not included in overall healthcare because when you think about when you think about the preventative measures you can do when you just have healthy teeth like think about all of the pro- all of the all of the overall health problem health problems that are caused by bad fucking teeth 
Yeah, and you know what? And when you say that, it's really it's. I, I actually I want to reiterate this because of the fact that I remember being like seventeen or eighteen years old, and this little thing stuck with me. That there was a study that like bad uh, dental hygiene can lead to heart attacks because you know plaque yeah, builds up on disease. your teeth. Yeah, yep. bl- plaque builds up on your teeth. And that plaque, like when you get a prick or something in your mouth, if any of that plaque gets into your bloodstream, your heart, all of your blood runs through your heart. That's the pump that gets everything moving. Then eventually that plaque buildup can get through your bloodstream into your heart and then cause heart disease or a heart attack. Oh, here we go, Corey. It's a cabal. It's a cabal. The reason it's it's a conspiracy. The reason <laughs> the reason we don't include dentistry and healthcare is because it, the 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 money's in the medicine. You're absolutely right. Preventative Why measure. Four out of five dentists that per, that fucking recommend my uh, toothpaste. What's the fifth doctor have to say? That's uh, it's a cabal. Get Alex Jones on the case. He's got it. He's got it covered. Yeah, is that? That is a Mitch Hedberg joke. Actually, he goes, "I want the opinion of the fifth doctor that said don't use this <laughs> this uh, toothpaste." Oh, yeah, four out of five dentists recommend. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's the fifth one got to say? Why is he saying don't take this? <laughs> Dude, that's so funny because, like, that's a Mitch Hedberg joke that, like, like the QAnon people, or I would even say the blue anon people, right? Because they're they're both equally fucking crazy with conspiracies on the left and right. That's a that's a Mitch Hedberg joke that they would take seriously. <laughs> they go, they look at that commercial and go, four out of five dentists? Why not five out of five? Where the, where the, I want to talk to them. I want to talk to that fifth one. I want to talk to that fifth <laughs> dentist. A lot of doctors consider dentists equal to hairdressers. That's bullshit. Since the 1800s. Well, yeah, because uh, barbers <clears throat> before like dentistry. And yeah, barbers dentistry. used to pull teeth. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Barbers used to pull teeth and bloodlet. Yep. That's that's you know, why that's how, why the uh, barber pole. That's why the barber pole is red. That's why the barber pole is red and blue. You know that's why George Washington died, right? They just bloodlet him to death. Because <laughs> they're like, well, you got ghosts in your blood, and he did cocaine about it. It didn't work, so we're just gonna drain you of all your blood. Talk about a talk about a motherfucker with bad teeth. Wood. Yeah. That's well this? documented. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. He everybody says he had wood teeth. He had teeth made out of antlers and bone. Yeah, he, I don't think it's yeah, that's a rumor. That's an urban but it, legend. But it also had like springs. Like it was it was no, it was, wild. It was concocted of wild shit. It was not all one material. It was like concocted of several things. It was gross. Right, but the 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 George Washington's teeth were made of wood is uh that's an urban legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had shitty fucking teeth though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really yeah. This much we know. Which this I'm sure so so imagine like if the president of the United States had teeth like that, imagine what the common person had. Like, you know, I, I don't know. But marbles to my jaw and hoping for the best. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going with this. Where I thought you were going with that was like, imagine if the president of the United States had shitty teeth today. Imagine what Twitter would say. <laughs> imagine what would be all over Twitter. I, I, if, I bet you if Joe I Biden bet, had shitty teeth. I bet you Joe Biden's teeth are fake. They probably are, but you can't tell because of medical stuff. Uh, anyway. Industry? Is that the word you're looking for? <laughs> yeah, something like that. 
I'm not that drunk tonight. I swear to God. I thought probably uh, more drunk than you at I this. I gotta say right now, some of his teeth were human. Some of his teeth were cow teeth. Some of them were horse teeth. Some of them were more ivory. And some of them were the teeth of dead redcoats. Some of them of were the redcoats he killed. Some of them were <laughs> copper, and some of them were silver. Some were brass. This guy just had a mouthful. I'm surprised none were made of lead. He had a I was gonna say he just he just had one of everything. <laughs> he had a of teeth. That's what people are doing now, though, right? People now have gold teeth and teeth with diamonds on them, and. But that's not the smorgasbord. It's like it's like one thing. All of your teeth are one. Have you thing. seen Takashi Six Nine's teeth? It's like this guy. Took that's a one of everything. Dead. It's like this guy but took it's a, a grill, isn't everything it? Everything he killed. The snitch Takashi Six Nine. And he put it in his mouth. Killed a horse. <laughs> and he's like, "This will work." Killed a cow. <laughs> had a steak. I need to chew it up. Here's a tooth. But does that make it? Does that make George Washington weird, or does that make him more of a badass? It makes him more of a badass to me. That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, he's canceled, though. He's a slave owner. He's Fuck George canceled. Washington. He's a slave owner. He owns slaves. He's a piece of shit. It's funny you say that, actually, because that's actually a weird thought I was having, like a weird little rabbit hole I was going down in my brain the other day when everyone talks shit, talks shit about like colonialism and stuff. And how like the Brits were colonialists, you know, and that all these different countries are they're colonialists. And they try to say America was a colonialist founded in colonialism. But when you really think about it, America was founded in telling the colonial the colonial country to fuck off. Now, granted, decades later, we had leaders who were like, Well, I'd like to I'd like to get a taste of that colonialism, you know, that imperialism, but when America was founded, it was literally telling the biggest country who was all about colonialism to fuck you and leave us alone. Amen. Well, isn't isn't European colonialism one of those? I, I was thinking about this the other day. Isn't European colonialism one of those things that like the victors tell the story? Right. So the part part of the issue that part of part of the contention that you have with uh, a European colonialism is that you have this sort of, uh, I guess you would, I would guess you would call it this idea on the cultural left that like white people were the only people that have ever colonized anything, and it, like you're, the, they're the most evil because they're the only people that have ever colonized anything. But isn't that just because the victors tell the story? Because colonization has existed since the beginning of fucking civilization. The 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 Native Americans used to colonize the fuck out of each other, all of each other. You know, most of Africa has has been at war colonizing each other since, since long, long before the, the Europeans came along. The Europeans just did it the best. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not like a new concept. Yeah, they just they just figured out how to catch. It's like the old Eddie, it's like the old Eddie Izzard joke, right? The, uh, the, the 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 only the only thing that the 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 European colonials had was uh, was the, the the cunning use of flags. They just they just stuck a flag in the ground and it was theirs. Nobody else did that before. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I you know as soon as you said the cunning use of flags, I was thinking about flagmanship and how uh, ships used to communicate with flags. 
Like the, you know, there's like there's a flag for every letter of the alphabet and right all this stuff. And I was like, oh, you might be right. You know, you might be onto something with the navy. But they were just the anyway, first take, ones to call. Oh, I'm gonna put this flag here. This is mine now. Take a closer look at colonialism. Of course, uh, it's easy for you to say. <laughs> I'm a, a white guy with blonde hair. I'm a fucking Aryan. But so nobody, yeah, nobody, nobody, n- nobody wants to know what I have to say. It no, it's not that they don't want to know. It's they just don't give a shit. No, yeah, it's for another time. A question? <laughs> I like a question. I like a good question. Well, I was just going to ask if we didn't kill off so many natives with disease and illness, do you think that we would be more primitive and less colonialized? Because we killed off enough natives, it was around 200 million. To create global cooling. Wait, America killed 200 million Native Americans? When we came here, we killed enough Natives to create global cooling. There's proof. Well, yeah, but a lot of that was done by mistake, right? A lot of that was right. like, you gave them, you gave them smallpox blankets. Yeah, saying, people I'm... that didn't, people that didn't even understand what the fuck bacteria was, gave out some smallpox blankets. Right. Oh, like so, it was intentional. That's why I'm playing the what yeah. if game. The what if game? What if we didn't wipe them out with disease and illness? Do you think we'd be more primitive and less colonialized? Because we're we colonialize the fuck out of these people. Well, we, we force them to live to our way of life. Exactly. That's my point. Oh, that it, that if we didn't do that, where we would be. They didn't have power numbers because we wiped them out. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that like the way Europeans colonized was all in good faith and it was and it was a good thing. All I'm saying, I'm not saying it was a good thing no, all the way through. Neither am I. But what I'm but what I'm saying is the colonization is was not a new concept when the Europeans came to the New World. No. It had been going on long before that. And it's been going on since from other people besides people that look like me. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even look You're like you at first. Shit. Dude, I'm they getting canceled for this episode. Spaniards. 100%. <laughs> Spaniards. No, you've literally been doing nothing but giving up disclaimers. <laughs> <laughs> for white people? Yeah, you're like, no, I'm white, I'm white and blonde hair. Don't, 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 don't uh, take anything I'm saying as fact. Yeah, don't, don't listen to what I have to say. I just have blonde hair and hey, really, Europeans really weren't the first people for land conquest. I know that. Okay, Genghis Khan. Hey, <laughs> it is what say it, is. it right. Say it right. It's Genghis Khan. Is it Genghis? Are you sure? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. God damn yes, it, Genghis. I'm just over here being an intellectual idiot. But you call him Gifs. <laughs> I mean, I just got He's my happy that I call him Gifs. I call him Jirajas. I just you sat here and that? defended colonialism for fucking 20 minutes. I am so canceled. <laughs> it's over for me. See you guys. This is why we brought you this is why we brought you in, Bell, because we knew I was going to be gone soon because I, I was just trying to help. Shut. <laughs> oh man, we're 47 minutes in. We haven't even gotten to any of our fly- our banners yet. Who cares? Keep I going. know. Do you want to get to? Do you want to? Do you want to? Since we're talking about medicine, you want to get to I, what I wrote in my notes as "quote unquote" more Fauci stuff because this is all you, and I'm just going to give a reaction because I'm nothing but a dirty fucking blonde colonialist. Sorry. Massive vaccines. Why we still give a damn? Why do we still good. give a damn? 
I can't I, imagine. I'm listening, so, but I'm going to pee. So we still give a damn because uh, Co-Train, uh, the Co-Train Library recently came out with a study labeled uh, Physical Interventions to Interrupt or Reduce the Spread of Respiratory Viruses. Now, the background of this uh, study was viral epi- pandemics of acute respiratory infections pose a global threat. Examples are influenza, H1N1, uh, and SARS, and COVID-19. And antiviral drugs and vaccines may be in- insufficient to prevent their spread. This is an update of a co-trained inter- uh, review last published in 2020, and they include the studies from the current COVID-19 pandemic. So the main results of this study that they did was they included 11 new RCTs. So RTC is a random randomized controlled test. And in this update, it had a 610, or roughly 611,000 participants. In this update, bringing the total number of uh, RCTs to 78, six of the new trials were conducted during the COVID-19 pandemic, two from Mexico and one each from Denmark, Bangladesh, and England and Norway. They identified four ongoing studies, of which one is completed but unreported, evaluating masks concurrent with the COVID-19 pandemic. So it goes on to talk about how, like, so I'm on the cotrainlibrary.com, and uh, it goes on to talk about medical surgical masks compared to no masks, and that they said there was little to no benefit, and 95 and P2 masks, little to no benefit. And with hand hygiene, there was uh, a small benefit with washing your hands. So the author's conclusions was the high risk of bias. And so this is what they say, like to show that they to uh, admit like any sort of bias they might have. The high risk of bias in the trials, variation in outcome measurement and relatively low adherence with the intervention during the study hampers drawing firm conclusions. There were additional RCTs during the pandemic related to physical interventions, but a relatively paucity given to the importance of the question of masking and its relative effectiveness and concomitant measures of mask adherence, which would be highly relative to the measurement of effectiveness, especially in the elderly and young children. There is uncertainty about the effects of face masks. The low, to moderate, the low to moderate certainty of evidence means our confidence in the effect estimate is limited and that the true effect may be different from the observed estimate of the effect. The pooled results of the RCTs did not show a clear reduction in respiratory viral infection with the use of medical and surgical masks. There were no clear differences between the use of medical and surgical masks compared to N95 masks and the healthcare workers when using routine care to reduce respiratory viral infection. Hand hygiene is likely to modestly reduce the burden of respiratory illness, and though this effect was all, was also present when the uh, laboratory confirmed influenza were analyzed separately, it was not found to be a significant difference for the latter of the two outcomes. Harms associated with physical interventions were under-investigated. There is need for large, well-designed RCDs addressing the effectiveness of many of these interventions in multiple settings and populations, as well as the impact of adherence of effectiveness especially in those most at risk for ARIs. So with this, coupled with that spokesperson from the CDC, in that I wish I had the site cite the article or the actual interview, but someone from the CDC under oath was uh, being asked if the CDC did any uh, studies on the effectiveness of masks. And they said, well, no, because they work for everything else, so we assume they'd work for this. So there's never been any actual studies on this. 
And everyone just said, yes, put a mask on. It makes sense. It works. But there was, and this is a co-trained study that says it probably didn't. And just for the sake of it being one cited article, the co-trained library, I found an article from the NIH.gov that says, which is the National Institute of Health at the government website. They said, our experience confirms that most co-trained reviews are good of, are of good standard. And this is a considerable achievement, especially given the unpaid and voluntary nature of the work. So the NIH thinks that Cotrain is a reliable source. And Cotrain is saying that of all the studies they looked at and all the evidence they compiled, that masks were ne- negligible at best. That was a really roundabout way. And I'm proud of you, Corey, of saying masks never fucking worked in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I mean, I like I like that you cited everything because everybody because because you know how you know how people get online they're like source. You Dude, got a yeah, source? that's that's just it. Like, <laughs> yeah, we learned that aspects hard according to the article. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. It's you not us saying it. These are big brain fuckers who are way smarter than you or I who are saying this. Yeah, that masks including our government even 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 N95s never really worked or or was really it was quite negligible it's interesting right because when you really think about it like all the orifices you have where a virus can penetrate your immune system you got your eyes your ears you cover your mouth like mouth and nose like honestly it makes sense that that might help that's one two three less orifices that's something you can get into but it's just you have so many more that it can Right, but when you think about like the tininess of a viral particle, which is which is inconceivably small for most people that aren't like virologists to understand how inconceivably small it actually is. Yeah, I could totally see an N95 mask not making a lick of fucking difference when it comes to viral particles. I mean, if you look at what an N95 mask is, I could see it stopping, you know, vapor, you know, filtering out vapors when you're spray painting or whatever the hell else. But a a viral particle is significantly even smaller than that. So, it, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised to learn that even N95 masks didn't work. I'm glad we all felt better. And I'm me included because I wore them. I'm glad we all felt better while we were wearing them. But to find out that they were not working at all is pretty fucking hilarious and fantastic I, I did it because there wasn't studies like this out and it made complete sense that like you know like it it makes sense like hey dan real quick Corey, before you finish before you finish we got bright eyes in the house hey bright nice also we got ryan and we got oviedo hey everyone how's it going ryan yeah ryan's here and uh like it, it made sense to me where it was like hey real quick let me put a mask on and cough in your face. And then let me take the mask off and cough in your face and tell me which one you feel more. Well, wait a minute. Cause there's, there's a difference, right? Because like right at the beginning, when we were listening, we were told that it was all, uh, uh, what was it? The, 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 the larger particles, the, uh, the, the spittle, right? So when, when, when that was the case, okay, now a mask makes sense because that's why surgeons wear masks while they're performing surgery to where like the spittle that comes out of their mouth doesn't go into the fucking wound. It doesn't have anything to do with vapors, right? It's just all this. But then quickly it became, oh shit, no, it's definitely not the spittle. It's definitely, and and like, I feel like a dumbass because I feel like we should have known that. Like, how did this, th- th- there's no way this virus would spread this fast 
and throughout this much of the world through nothing but spittle. You know what I mean? It's just like logically it doesn't even make sense. But we were all fucking morons at the beginning, listening to whatever the hell anybody had to say. And we went with you mean you mean we relied on the experts? Just just one quick question. One quick question. All right. So you got people making all these homemade masks and wearing surgical masks rather than N95s. Do you think if everybody was wearing an N95, it would have made a difference? Ooh, that's tough to know. That's a good question, though. That's tough to know. I mean, I mean, according according to the study, no, because it was negligible. It's tough to say. How do you gather (laughs) data? It's an interesting question, though. Yeah. Literally, if every single human being everywhere they went was wearing an N95, would it have made a difference? Rather than the one my mom made me. Because well, that, that well case. that that article actually cites that it says that it was negligence or negligible between the surgical mask and the N95 mask, like comparatively between the two. In other words, like viral vapors are far smaller. Viral particles are far smaller than anything an N95 mask could actually block. Right. Okay. That's what that's what it's saying. That's a good answer. So and then to I, answer your and question, then I about, touch on this. no, it wouldn't have made a difference. <laughs> okay. There, let's. I'm the expert here. Point blank. <laughs> hey, that's based on the information you're given. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. And then I just want to uh, touch on this one real quick. I'm going to share this screen because this is from New Zealand's healthcare and based on this right here is showing that vaccines are even neg- negligible at best so look at these numbers and that was a shitty segue i get it no i don't care so the, no no this fits because this, these are these are these are recent vaccine numbers coming you said from new zealand right yeah and this is updated weekly so when you look at these vaccination details vaccinated status when reported as a case the first one is no doses received prior to being reported as a case. 79,852 people were uh, total cases that had COVID. 2,800 were uh, vaccinated. And then 141 were put into ICU care. No, Partially 20, vaccinated. 2,900 20, 2, were hospitalized. Yeah. And then 141 were put into ICU. Correct. Correct. I don't necessarily. So the two that I'm focusing are fully vaccinated. And uh, fully vaccinated, boosted, and no vac, non-vaccinated. Only and the reason why I say that is because the total case number partially Correct. vaccinated yeah. is only eighteen thousand. So that's literally like a quarter of the other numbers. So there's only eight. So that's like that's like people that like got COVID in between their first and second vaccination, right? Yeah, probably. Which and actually, I don't know. If, parents, I don't know if New Zealand. My, so I know that uh, places like. Uh, Israel and the UK, they count getting COVID as being vaccinated. So I don't know if this counts for that. I didn't look into it. So I don't I don't want that number. I'm I'm not excluding it. It's something that's notable, but I'm not using that for the comparison because the total case is number. That's fair. But uh when it comes to fully vaccinated, at least seven days before reported, now that's sixty-three thousand. So that's only you know, like less than uh, 
25% of a difference between uh, non-vaccinated and fully vaccinated people. And the number is exactly the same. So then you go down to receive booster, uh, the boosters at least seven days before. So that's a hundred and oh, actually that's 1 million people and they got 365. So honestly, I'm here now actually double checking my work because that number is a lot bigger, but received a booster uh, on top of their fully vaccinated. There's 365 of them that uh, are in ICU. So that went into ICU. Okay. Yeah. So it's looking like the vaccine overall isn't really doing much. I mean, I guess we could do some math real quick. Let's see what those numbers are because. Uh, well, do- I mean, even so I'll, I'll let you do the math, but I'll say this while, while I'm working. It's like either way, it's just another, another piece of information that we have that suggests that the vaccines do not work like we were told they were fucking supposed to work. And like, it's okay to be upset about that. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah, like when everything, when everything got started, I was selfish to the point of like, it, like I, I looked at it from a selfish perspective. I was like, God damn it. Can you fuckers just get vaccinated so we can get back to normal? Like, that's how I looked at it. I wasn't worried about getting sick. I wasn't worried about dying. Like I fell for the authoritarian trope of God damn it. Just get vaccinated so we can all get back to normal. And a lot of us fell for that shit a lot. I'm not the only one. I feel no, stupid right. about it now, but like that's that, that was how I viewed it. I think that's how a lot of people my age and younger that are on the more liberal side of the spectrum viewed it. Like they weren't worried about dying. They weren't even necessarily worried about killing grandma. Cause we knew that was a stupid fucking trope. And Gretchen Whitmer did a good enough, good enough job of that here in Michigan yeah. uh, and Andrew Cuomo in, in New York. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, 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 that's that's the way I viewed it from the beginning, and now like the more and more data that comes out, the more and more fucking stupid I feel about just not even about not not about getting the vaccine necessarily, but like about how I felt about about uh, how I felt about the vaccine. I will never G- shame somebody for getting the vaccine, but I don't want some some someone to shame me for not wanting this. Well, that was the whole point, right? That was that was that was the whole that was the whole argument of like it wasn't that the, the vaccine but the vaccine was the thing that like throughout the whole COVID hyster- hysteria that was like here's a reason for you to hate your neighbor yes here's a reason for you to hate your neighbor if you didn't get it you are a piece of shit you're gonna kill sick people you're gonna kill my grandma by not getting this vaccine and then if you did get it your your next door neighbor on the other side of the spectrum was you're a shill there's fucking baby parts in that in that vaccine you're you know what i mean like it was just it was just another divisive subject that way too many of us that are way too smart fell for yeah yeah uh, Corey so like, his numbers pulled up uh i'm just doing some math on my phone and uh so 141 people of 80,000 people is like roughly 17%. But uh, uh, 365 of 1.2 million people is like, uh, um, what's it, uh, like 
So the ratios for the people that are fully boosted is a hell of a lot lower. As far as ICU numbers. As far as ICU numbers. Um, but, oh my God, fucking math. Math is so frustrating. <laughs> it's not either of our I, strong suits. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, why, that's why we do podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's why we don't work in tech. <laughs> but if you did... Ah, no, this one's a fluff. I uh, I don't I don't I don't have the the algorithms in front of me to do it. No, but like what you're Take saying the L is on that this one. But regardless, what you're, say- what you're saying is that according according to according to New Zealand's numbers, what we're seeing on this table here is that the vaccine is minorly to moderately effective. And yeah. certainly, certainly not even close to what we were promised even a year ago. Sure, but but like let's let's think about this: is why was there 1.23 million people who were fully boosted getting COVID, and only 79,000 people who weren't vaccinated getting COVID? Well, that's that's a that's a different conversation. <laughs> that's that's a completely different conversation because the at the beginning right and that's that's what that's what made us question the narrative from the beginning right because from the beginning it was hey if you get this vaccine you won't even get infected and it didn't it it took maybe fucking three weeks for us to figure out that that was bullshit so that's that's a completely different that's a completely different conversation and I'm wondering if maybe the fact that I'm wondering if maybe it's the fact that just more people in New Zealand are vaccinated. Well, yeah, like a higher percentage that were putting you in camps. <laughs> oh, it's Australia, though, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Australia. Yeah, it's not the same place. They'll get offended. Close enough. They will definitely get offended. You think they'll get offended? Those, ne- like- those newsies are pieces of shit, mate. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, no, I should have done my homework on this more, and I might have to revisit this because I need to figure out some algorithms to to, cite, to pilfer through all this stuff. No, Corey, like I don't even think you do. Like I think this, I think this data, I think it just, I think it just coincides with what we mostly knew. You know, is that we were we were lied to about how effective this vaccine was, but it is somewhat effective and it's like if you're old or you ha- if you're immunocompromised like by all means go fucking get the vaccine like and you know what? and you're right that's something we've been saying on the show for the last year yeah so yeah, yeah but right. it's like this, 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 don't this. don't but the, the, the reason the reason we were pissed in the first place is like don't fucking scare me into getting the vaccine because i'm gonna kill my grandma that's, that's fair. bullshit i just thought that's dude, bullshit when i first started looking at this i thought i had someone dead to write it's like ha but at best it's just going with the narrative no, and it, and it, for the last year. <laughs> and and like it's so much more complicated than that, right? Because it leads into, you know, um, you know, this this died suddenly stuff that and we that New we New Zealand's for not putting commas in their numbers. What's that shit about? Yeah, that's yeah, that's not, me yeah that's not fair. They're trying that's, they're trying to fuck yeah, they're, oh, they're trying to throw you off. That's what they're trying that's to do. Fault trying to throw is. Off the this numbers. is New Zealand's fault. It's those damn newsies. So I'm wondering, I'm curious to see, because New Zealand's actually just releasing this information, you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find this here in America. Because, like, when you try to look this stuff up, it's always just convoluted with random articles or one narrative from one side of the other. And, like, there's just no basic graph like this for the U.S. that I've been able to find. Or why so-and-so's data is 
less meaningful than anybody else's. Well, that's yeah, that right there, that part that you said is something that America likes to do with our with our narratives. That's why I made sure to say the NIH.gov actually says Cotrain is a good article when it comes to the mass. So, but can we talk about how uh, there was a the that leak about the email? So, yeah, go ahead. I got to step away for just one second. I'll be back. Okay. So broke the seal. What I'm so uh, there's a an email leak that happened with that is considering that's uh, regarding Fauci. And Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned and edited the report he cited to disprove the lab leak theory. So if you guys remember, Anthony Fauci, when Trump was still president, Trump standing behind him at the literal press conference. And Fauci cites this article and says that, you see, this article right here states that the lab leak theory is pretty much debunked. Do you guys remember that? Uh, so an email leak just came out and the fact is that the article he was citing Fauci Uh, commissioned and then edited the report. Did you hear all that, Dan? Yeah, I was, I was listening the whole time. (laughs) Okay. So what is this like? So what does this sound like to you? He created, he essentially created the news source that he cited in his press conference. And then, and then when someone pressed him on it, he goes, well, this article, this article disproves your, uh, your thought process because of this, this, and this. It's something. Yeah. That so America it's like, before. and so I'm, it's hoping, like, it's like, I'm hoping it's you like CNN. It. It's like CNN pointing to a Washington post article and saying, this is why white people are racist. No. It's, I mean, yes, but this is literally what this tactic is literally what America did, the government, to get into the Iraq war. The CIA leaked little tidbits of what they think is happening in Iraq with the weapons of mass destruction to outlets like New York Times and things like that. And then when the press conference came along, and they and then the government was being questioned. They go and they say, "Well, why do you think this?" And they go, "Well, this New York Times article cites the CIA saying that there's weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and that's why we have to go there." Oh, so you're, you're so he okay, literally you're did the same goddamn thing. He commissioned and edited the article that he used as his site for proof that the lab leak theory didn't exist when pressed on it, when he was doing his press conferences with Trump standing behind him. Yeah. It's, it's essentially, it's essentially the idea when you talk about the Iraq war of the government, the government creating the media that they cite. That's, that's where you're going at, right? That's what you're going for government creating the media that they cite. And that's what Anthony Fauci did. And that's what everything was based off of. And everyone took this little tidbit of information and ran with it on CNN, MSNBC. You know, all the different articles did that. And it's literally cookie cutter fucking Iraq war, dude. And now the Department of Energy and the FBI is coming out against that fucking three years later. Thank God it only took three years. Yeah, slow down. Well, I mean, they sped up, I guess, because the Iraq war took what, like seven or eight years? 
So it only took him three this time. So I guess we're getting better. <laughs> but I just funny, when I but saw this, I know, when I saw this, I was just like, "God damn it!" <laughs> and so the co-train thing and this thing with all the media narratives that we've been seeing happening in our country play out versus via COVID for the last three years, it led me to this thought process that the conspiracy theorists in our country have the most faith in government, Dan. Ah, yes. I remember you telling me this last night during our, during our show prep meeting. It's a very interesting angle. The that conspiracy theorists, theorists in our country have, have the most faith in our government. government than anyone else because you and I no. realize that it's incompetent pieces of shit and they can't get shit done. Conspiracy theorists, all of their beliefs are based on the fact that this government is being ran by this fine tuned machine that is able to manipulate and do all of this stuff so perfectly that without any trace of breadcrumb of evidence that they're able to manipulate and do everything so fucking perfectly that they're controlling the whole world. When Kathy Mayhew Ward is the one that says, uh, don't chalk up anything for nefarious nefariousness when it can easily be written off as malfeasance or incompetence. Or incompetence. Yeah, absolutely. Don't chalk anything up to malfeasance that can easily be explained uh, by 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 incompetence. And yeah, so God bless the conspiracy theorists because they have more faith in the government than you or I do. Dude, that's I, I've thought about that a lot. Right. It's it's always like, oh, it's this it's this deep state cabal, whether you're talking about, you know, Jeffrey Epstein or whether you're talking about, you know, uh, the, the quote unquote new world order or the globalists or whatever. It's like you motherfuckers sure have a lot of faith that these incompetent motherfuckers in our government can pull this shit off. So, yes, I agree with you. Conspiracy theorists do have the most faith in government. <laughs> <laughs> than any of the rest do you have more faith in government than any of the rest of us do <laughs> isn't that funny because they hate yeah. the government more no, than any of the rest of us do but they just it's because they have so much faith in them that's exactly right that's exactly right i i think i think i think there's some we should we should we should tie this up in a little bow maybe make this a segment about why conspiracy theorists believe have more faith in government than anybody else does but they do it from obviously from a, a negative angle. Sorry, I think I got the hiccups. Must be the beer. Ooh, it's that goddamn beer, Dan. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. Trying to consume less gluten, so it's it makes sense. What what <laughs> beer has gluten in it? All of it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you drink a cider. All beer is good. Well, ciders, hard ciders are naturally gluten free, Dan. Well, and you know, there's a few companies that make gluten-free beer. Like Omission makes gluten-free beer, and it's okay. It's not a bad beer. I'm just I'm not saying I'm gluten-free. I'm just trying to consume less gluten. I've noticed that it's made me I don't know, not as spry as I once was. I still love pizza, fact? pasta. Everybody chill out. Yeah. yeah. Look at why my did face, you drink my pizza? Uh, I'm about to smash face is, my pizza my face is, is less fat. Yeah, your your fucking wife Bought I that pizza. Bought pizza. <laughs> For me, that bitch. <laughs> Dude, I don't think I don't think we got to half the things. I'm we allowed to, to say that. To so in my household, like uh, old lady, old man, and bitch, like it's funny actually because they're almost terms of endearment in our household. 
to where me and my wife were like, hey, love you, bitch, you know, and things like that to the point to where my three-year-old son was going to school, Same not bitch. thinking it was a bad word. And the yeah, teachers never funny. said, no one said anything to us about it. But he came home from school and he goes, we can't say bitch at school. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, did you say that at school? And he goes, no, no, but we can't say it. (laughs) Oh, that's that's a smart kid because he heard somebody else say it and they got in trouble. And now he knows he can't say bitch at school. (laughs) (laughs) He isn't. Dude, my kid isn't a snitch. Um, uh, him and some of his friends are playing in the woods at recess and uh, a teacher saw another kid hit him with a stick and when he got the little <laughs> cut on his cheek when the teacher asked him what happened he said yeah, I, I just hit a stick in the woods I, I fell into a stick and he's like did somebody hit you and he goes no either like, that either that Corey boy. watch out either that either that or little CJ's being bullied and he's He's being told, hey, don't be a snake. No, because he also gets in trouble for like pushing kids yeah. down and hitting and stuff too. Like it's all yeah. right, that's fair. So he so, so your kid's the bully. No, your kid's the bully, Corey. And so, and that kid was standing up for himself by smacking him in the face with a stick. That's what I happened. Smack that kid in the face with a stick if he's hitting my kid with sticks. <laughs> I come out in the living room today from taking a shower. And my I daughter's crying. Shit. I really did. I say, what's going on? My daughter says, nothing. We're just playing street fight. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> like like the old Super right. Nintendo game, Street Fighter? Like, what? Oh, like her and her brother are street fighting in the living room. She had a broken bottle in her hand. <laughs> like she didn't want to snitch on her brother, but she's like, no, we're playing street fight. It's that Hispanic like, in the family there, Belle. That's what that is. I got hit in the face. I'm like, by who? She's like, mm-mm. Michelle says that uh, Coors Light is gluten free. There you go, Dan. <laughs> I don't know if that's you, you that's and your true. your silver bullets over there. Always giving me shit whenever I'm not drinking Coors. So is uh, I do Paul love Euro. Coors. As as far as piss water beer, Coors is the, Coors Coors and PBR are my two favorites. PBR is good, but I'm all about that Miller High Life. Do you Champagne mean, I'm, beers. I'm, 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 I like Miller High Life. I like Miller I High Life. Gluten free beer. I don't need gluten-free beer. God damn it. Everybody's gluten-free <laughs> beer. Have you tried St. Pauli's Girl? I'm not drinking gluten-free beer right now. Like, this is not... Look at that. That looks, that looks pretty gluten-free to me, Dan. You're yelling at me. I'm just asking. Is that apple juice? Oh, I'm the target of disdain. <laughs> Have you had St. Pauli's Apple juice girl? is gluten-free. In case you wanted to know, Dan. Since you're... Yeah, your mother's gluten-free. My, my, not, probably not. She eats a lot of bread. My whole family up north is gluten free. <laughs> to drink St. Paulie's girl. Okay, I'll. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I, just saying, dude. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Is St. Paulie's is Saint, is St. Paulie's girl underage? Like that's. I need to make sure. It's gluten free. All right. That's so all I know. Gluten free. Gluten free and underage. That's what I like. I don't know the St. Paulie's girl. <laughs> But I know that they're gluten free. Again, I I, I have got I have I have gotten myself canceled at least three times on this particular episode. This is no, this is this is no, an historic I was, moment. I re-listened to our last episode and <sighs> I use like two or three derogatory slurs in jest. <laughs> so in we're jest. both canceled. 
Alexa. And so did Joe Biden just three Alexa. weeks ago. So we're good. <laughs> uh, should I do a little rundown? A quick lightning round? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do a lightning round. I can't wait for this. I'm actually really excited. All right. are hard. So re no. Florida Republicans are tapping into fascism. This, uh, this Republican uh, Senator Jason Broder from Florida wants to require bloggers to file periodic reports with the state if they are paid for oh, posts I saw about this. the state governor, lieutenant, uh, but that are about the state's governor, lieutenant governor, cabinet members, or legislative officials. Bloggers would have to disclose who paid them and how much, along with information such as where the post is located online. They would be fined $25 for each day for the report is late up to a maximum of $2,500 for each report. The legislation would not apply the to, would not apply to content on the website of a newspaper or other similar publication. So let, you want to get, you want me to give my lightning round answer? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a violation of the first amendment. Next. hundred yeah. percent. Guess what? Guess who agrees with you? Newt Gingrich. Ron DeSantis. And, no, and Ron DeSantis. No, Ron Allegedly. Kind of loves it. That's what I No, remember. he doesn't. He's, he, He's 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 I mean, he probably loves it because it's about him. But he, yeah. he also hey, said he had nothing to do. He also said he had nothing to do with the bill. Yeah. So who knows? It's yeah. probably a combination of mine and Both. Bell's explanation. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So um, Newt Gingrich agrees with me. So there. That's that. I never thought I'd say that in my life. He's <laughs> uh, Palestine <laughs> updates. Leaked audio reveals U.S. row workers were told to skip inspections as Ohio crash prop scrutiny and security. A uh, a in leaked audio heard by the Guardian, a manager of one of the U.S.'s largest rail companies can be heard explaining to a former car man that they should stop taking rail cars from broken bearings. The manager says it was delaying other cargo, and this goes with uh, uh, what's it called? What's that thing that they do? Precision rail precision rail scheduling or something like that. So like they consolidated all the different rail lines running and then it's making it all to all one car. That's why rail cars are getting longer and longer and longer that they're just running one line like for hundreds of miles to like a, uh, a depot divvying up the trains and then sending them off in all different uh, directions. Well, if that one rail line that is being relied on by all these different uh, smaller subsidiaries and because they have to stop because oh fuck a oh, fucking bearing went and god damn it now we have to stop the rail for safety is an issue they're saying stop doing that uh, and I've been on rail lines when I took the Amtrak across the country and like you do have to stop every once in a while when a, in a, when a freight line is stopped and so they're like upset about it uh, and this is just more evidence of why Biden shouldn't have stuck his nose into the uh, fucking uh, strikes that were impending. Oh God, yeah. Who and then yeah. like and, and then you because uh, we at this point we know we can't blame Trump. Then you have oh yes we can if you listen to Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, then you have you have Norfolk Southern finally going oh yeah we're gonna fix things now we're gonna make things uh, much more safer now. Because uh, we got this why it's fucked up. You know why they're fixing things? Not because you or I are pissed, because their shareholders are pissed. Well, it took someone to are die. They? Took someone to die. A conductor. It took a lot of people to, one die. Of their trains well, to die. Oh, a conductor. I see what yes. you're saying. 
I got article. Yeah, Absolutely. they didn't. They didn't. They didn't care. They, they, they didn't care about the you know the the no. poisoned water in East Palestine. Who gives a shit about no, it took that? One a of their conductor conductors died. to die in Ohio. Really? Nonetheless, yes. Um, give me one. Now, second. did he have a stroke? Did he have a stroke like that apparent goofball at, at on January sixth that nobody can explain why at why it happened? No, he hit a dump trucker. Oh, so that other derailment that happened in Southfield. Here, I'm going to send the article. Or Springfield, Springfield, Michigan. That other conductor that uh, was on the train that hit that dump truck in Springfield, Ohio. Is that the one you're talking about? Um, oh, no, Cleveland. When did that happen? Cleveland. This Cleveland. And no one gives a shit about Cleveland. Tuesday the rivers morning. catch on the, fire. Tuesday. The armpit of the Great Lakes, Cleveland, Ohio. It really is. Ohio is the armpit <laughs> of America. Have you ever no, seen that Buffalo, video? Have you ever seen that video about Cleveland? I've been to Cleveland multiple times. I've seen it. People are very nice. They're, they're good. They're good. They're good humans. They're so good they shouldn't be living in Cleveland. <laughs> Only since we're bringing up Cleveland, I gotta share this because this is fucking hilarious. This should be good. Cleveland. Slow down. Slow down to Cleveland town, everyone. Come and look at both of our buildings. Buy some food that's prepared <laughs> in the street. Who knows you might even see this guy. You should come on down to West 6th Street. It's the perfect place if you're a douchebag. Watch the poor people all wait for buses. Who the fuck still uses a payphone? Here's the place where they're used to the industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah! <laughs> you know what's so funny is like the, the one the one time the, the the couple of times I've been to Cleveland were to see baseball games. Uh one the one time was a, a guys trip that I used to do where we were just trying to see a bunch of uh, major league ballparks. So we went there. I don't know why, because it's mostly because the guy that I was with is really cheap and he didn't want to go very far. So Cleveland's really close and that's where we went. But the other time was actually to go down and see the Tigers play. Because I had some free tickets, and it was weird because I like partied with the umpires afterwards. That's a story for another day. I actually partied with Major League umpires. That was fun as fuck. Did I party with New York Yankees once? But that's also a story for another I'm day. I'm jealous. You shut the f- you shut the fuck up. The the, so the 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 umpires are so much better. I have a picture with Country Joe West while he was hammered. But anyway, I wasn't allowed to the- take pictures <laughs> with a Rod or Jeter. That's those those are the two those are the two times I I went to Cleveland and. All I've noticed is that there's just no other reason to go there other than to watch a baseball game. <laughs> I've been to Cleveland and then, once. And then to make fun of Cleveland either, even further, right? Even when the – okay, hold on. I don't want to say the wrong name. They're now the Guardians. The Guardians and former Indians, when they were good, if you looked up in right field, like to the upper deck, I don't care if they were – they could have been 57-0. and 0. There was nobody Nobody in the stands. No one in Cleveland gives a shit about baseball. In the, in the upper deck. Nobody fucking cares about baseball in Were Cleveland. Were you disrespected? <laughs> Me? 
for being a Tiger yeah. fan? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't have All any right. issues. So I went to Nashville as a Red Wings fan, and I was straight up disrespected for an hour until Pavel Dasky well, that's because for the hat trick. That's because that's because for a while the Red Wings were viewed as the Yankees of hockey. Yeah, so that kind of make that kind of makes sense. Well, not only that, it's amazing how many people from Nashville used to be from Detroit. <laughs> fans, and they go out of their way to disrespect Detroit fans. But we won, and I got a lot of free drinks out of it. God, I fucking love Nashville. Oh, sounds Nashville. like you got a fr- lot of. Sounds like Bell got a lot of free drinks tonight. We got to wrap this bitch up. <laughs> All right, we're an hour and twenty eight in. I paid for them. <laughs> I right. bought this bottle. It's great. Yeah, but you um, sound like they were free. <laughs> let's uh. Let's save the Walgreens thing for uh, next week. We don't have to do show prep on the show, Corey. You don't have to tell people that. And then, okay, I, then we're done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, this has been Libservative, the show of intellectual idiots fostering Libservative podcast. Literacy. I was going to say, Corey, tell the people where they can find us. You didn't even let me finish. Go ahead. Can I finish, please? Bad. <laughs> the Sort of Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is absurdofshow.com. We can be found at Absurdive on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Absurdive Our TikTok videos can be found at Absurdive Podcast, and you can reach out directly at Pod at gmail.com. Subscribe today and give us a rating. Give us a ranking. It helps more people catch the show and hear it and see what's going on. More importantly, helps our dicks get hard oh also be on the lookout i recently guested on out of the blank (laughs) podcast and also be on the lookout we're going to be interviewing some people from the forward party this week Mm, yes that episode will be coming out soon i'm glad you remember that from the uh the michigan chapter uh we'll have that i'm going on vacation but i'm still going to be doing this interview it'll be coming out sometime in the coming weeks for our wonderful producer slash Googler slash Jack of all trades, Bell the Body Snatcher, he, as always, is Corey Walsh. He is Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative, and until next time, we are out of here. We the people cannot turn back.